and everything. And I just thought it was me. And I thought that that was how it was always going to be. And then it was just like, when we had that conversation where it was like, Hannah, you read the Bible every day. Like you really pour your heart into this, but do you really believe it? If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself, but you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like, why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? Or why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome to Watch Missions Live. Hey everybody, this is Aaron with Watch Missions Live, and today I have Hannah Courtney with us, and we're going to be talking about her flip-flop mission trip to Thailand and Burma. Is that right, Hannah? That's right. And you were there, Aaron. <laughs> I was. I was. Now, was that your... Tell us about yourself first, Hannah. Like, where are you from and, you know, how old are you and stuff like that? Um, my name is Hannah, and I'm from uh, Blue Springs, Mississippi. It's just a little tiny dot on the map that no one knows about. Um, but I'm 23 years old, and I went on my flip-flop mission trip in 2017 in March. So what was the flip-flop mission trip? Because I like everybody to know how you get into things. So how did you hear about it, and where were you going, and what was the purpose? I heard about it through um, you and Andrea, because you guys had lived in Thailand for seven months at one time, and so I'd heard about um, your mission trip of how you had planned to go there and to um, to g give out as many flip-flops as possible to those in need. And um, I had never even been on a mission trip before. And when you asked me, it was super intimidating. And right away I was like, oh, no way. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay here. I'm not going anywhere. That's scary. That's out of my comfort zone. Um, but I don't know. Just God really started to work on my heart one night when I was laying in bed and it was just like, yeah, you are going. And so I just kind of took a step in faith and, and I went and it was really awesome. And Hannah had a very, very small comfort zone when we met and I pretty much blew that up for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. So Thailand mission prep, we actually took 720 pairs of flip flops um, because Asia, they don't really wear shoes. They wear sandals and flip-flops everywhere. So we took 720 pairs of flip-flops to the, um, the kind of the slums, the poor area of North um, Bangkok in Thailand. And then we went up to North Thailand and got on a bus for five hours up to the hill tribe of Myanmar, Burma, north of Thailand. And we took a bunch of sandals up there and then we met some other people and did a three-day um, Bible camp for people up there. Let's talk about the, the particular, like, 
the evil spirits, the feeling of the evil that was there and how we were bringing the light, like the experience of being there and a part of that. Because a lot of people will never experience it unless they're there. Right. Um, definitely going to Burma, that was my first experience and first, like, I didn't even know what spiritual warfare was. That's where I actually learned about what spiritual warfare was um, because it was just, it felt super heavy. Um, there was just like this weight on my shoulders and I, I was so, so exhausted all of the time. And I literally just felt defeated. Um, it was just like all of these little insecurities kept popping up in me of just like not feeling good enough. And like, why am I here? I want to go home. Um, I shouldn't be here. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Um, and I was just experiencing a lot of fear and just, I don't know, it was just all coming down on me at once. And all I wanted to do was just cry. <laughs> and it kind of got to that point, Aaron, where I did, like, I just looked at you one day, um, that day um, when we were there at camp, and you could just see it all over my face. And I just busted out in tears. And I was just like, Aaron, I just, I want to go home. Um, and so we had this really good conversation, though. Um, we kind of pulled out these little broken out plastic chairs that we sat in <laughs> and we, we some beat up chairs and sat in the yard <laughs> for about two hours <laughs> yeah we sat and talked for a really long time and um I don't know we just we had a really really good conversation so I'd kind of like for you to kind of talk about what we talked about then because it was a lot <laughs> so it was you know like you said you came up and I could tell it was weighing on you and you did. You said just that. You're like, I got to go home. I got to get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, do you remember the five hour bus ride up into the mountains? We're not getting out of here anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was like, let's look inward because I know you and there's lots of people out there. And this is the reason I wanted to talk about this story is because there's a lot of people out there just like you that spend hours in their Bibles every day making notes, praying and writing all this stuff down. And I knew you were that way. And I knew like, I've seen your Bible, there's notes everywhere. There's highlighters everywhere. And so for you to be up there now experiencing that, it was important for me to get it across to you. I did hear that cow. <laughs> it was important for me to get the point across to you and anybody else listening that just because you're reading your Bible, you may still not completely believe how real what you're reading is until you're there. And I know that was something for you. That was something that I was like, Hannah, don't you remember you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that you have the power of God living inside of you, that you read about these spirits and this evil in the world every day in your Bible. Now it's real and it's in front of you, and now you have to learn to apply it. I don't know. Something just clicked in my brain um, when we had that conversation, and and I just realized how um, you know. And I think in our American culture, our Western culture, we get used to this kind of like um, physical thing where if we don't see it, if we don't hear it, then it's not real. Um, and so I had been dealing for so long with all of these insecurities and just like and everything. And I just thought it was me. And I thought that that was how it was always going to be. And then it was just like, when we had that conversation where it was like, Hannah, you read the Bible every day. Like you really pour your heart into this, but do you really believe it? 
or is this just something that you do because you know that you need to do it? Or do you really believe that, um, that the enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion ready to devour? And, and that's exactly what was happening when we were in Burma, we were experiencing just this heaviness and this just weight of, um, of the enemy just speaking lies over us and, and fighting against us because he knew that we were there with a plan to, you know, to share the gospel and, and he will do anything he can to stop that. And so he just, he has to hit you where it hurts. And so for me, he was hitting me where it hurts, where just me um, feeling like, um, you know, that social barrier barrier where we couldn't really talk to everyone because we had different languages. and And so I felt like, oh, well, I can't talk to these people or I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not, maybe I don't have the the right personality for this. And um, so a lot of those things were coming up and, and I don't know, I just realized the, the authority that I had in that moment that I can stand up and I don't have to listen to those lies anymore. And like one thing that you taught me, um, that, that still follows me today is that whenever I start to hear these lies, um, to just speak it out, to literally just say, no, I'm not listening to you enemy, like go away. (laughs) And so that's something that was very important that, that, um, I took with me. Mm -hmm. And I saw a shift in you then because we had talked for like two hours in the yard trying to deal with this, this, lifetime of reading the Bible and knowing it existed, but finding out in that moment that you really did believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I saw that shift in you from the way you were walking around out there before that and the way you were talking. And then after we talked, when I said that, do you really believe in this stuff or have you just been reading it? I remember at that point you stopped and you sat there for a little bit. But then at that point you were walking with a different kind of authority. all of a sudden it was like, if you're evil and you're here, you better get the heck out of the way because Hannah's coming. (laughs) (laughs) It was challenging, but it was so fulfilling. And um, yeah, it was really awesome. I definitely would not be who I am today. I would not be doing all the missions that that I've been doing, you know, even this year. And so um, I'm just incredibly incredibly thankful that I met you guys and that I had that opportunity to go there. Well, that sounds like a good one to end or a good uh, place to end this episode. Thank you for being on the show and sharing your stories with us. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) We're going to have Hannah back at another time to talk about YWAM, which is Youth with a Mission Discipleship School, because that was her first trip, but now Hannah's went a little bit deeper and been around a little bit more. So we're going to talk about it on another episode. Make sure you catch that one as well. And we will see you guys on the next one. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice that to do missions work, they would have to give up everything that quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like for people they couldn't stand so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been. 
debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.